You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Mariner's Pod. Hopefully you had a great weekend. The Mariners did. It was glorious at T-Mobile Park over the weekend. The Mariners taking on the shorthanded Houston Astros. We're going to go through the weekend, get some reaction, go through some highlights. Also a very fun conversation coming up. Shannon Dreyer will sit down with Mariners pitching coach Pete Woodworth. So all that on today's Mariners pod. We'll get you ready for the Mariners and the defending world champions Los Angeles Dodgers coming up as well starting tonight. A brief two-game series before the M's hit the road. It's going to be a tough stretch. You look at the Mariners starting with this series against Houston, coming into the middle game of the series. The Mariners, good offense. They're ninth in WRC+, which is a great place to be overall. The downside of that, of the top five teams, Houston, Boston, Dodgers, and the Angels for the top five, and that happens to be all of the next handful of games into May, who the Mariners will play. So this is a tough stretch the Mariners are in, but uh, they took care of business against the Astros, taking two of three. Uh, first game of the series, and this is a theme that we will talk about throughout. Uh, Ty France uh, came up with a huge hit late. Before that, though, Kyle Seeger made things happen with a double in the sixth. The 0-1. Swing and it's lined into right field. Fair ball, base hit, rolling into the corner. Hanniger is in to score. Ty France comes rumbling around. Seeger a spikes first slide into second base. And Kyle Seeger just continues to drive in runs for the Mariners. It's a one-run game. 3-2 Houston. Evan White able to tie things up with his first home run of the year. Here's the stretch and the 2-1 on the way. Swing and a drive deep to left field. Back goes Brantley looking up, and goodbye baseball into the Astros' bullpen. Evan White with his first home run of the season has just tied this ball game at 5-5. Five to five. Way to go, kid. And then Ty France, who did some serious damage in this series, he'd win it. Here's the pitch on the way. Swing and a fly ball deep into the gap in right center field. Here comes Crawford running third. Down the stretch he comes. He will score. Ty France with a walk-off RBI single here in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the Mariners come from behind to beat the Astros here at T-Mobile Park. A final score of 6-5. to five. Holy smokes. What a comeback tonight here in game one of the three-game series. And France is getting mobbed out there in shallow right field. So the Mariners take the first game 6-5 to five in walk-off style. Game two would go to Houston 1-0. Zach Greinke, he was fabulous. Shutting down the Mariners, M's losing 1-0. But then coming back in the finale of the series yesterday. And again, it was a dynamic one-two punch. It was Mitch Hanniger at the top. Here's the pitch on the way to Hanniger, swinging a fly ball into center field. Backing up, backing up, straw to the warning track, still going back, reaches out, and it's off his glove! Ronnie third, heading home, down the stretch he comes, Trimmel, right behind him, Ronnie third, heading home, J.P. Crawford. The throw-in is cut off. Hanniger around to third base with a two-run triple. 
straightaway center field. That ball kept going and going and going, and the Mariners have the lead, 3-2 over the Astros here in the bottom of the fifth. 0-1, swinging it socked out to the gap in left center field. Another base hit for Mitch Hanniger. Murphy is past second, pedals into third. He's coming home, steaming towards the plate. Throw home, tag applied, he's safe. Murphy arms out to his sides. He's flying back towards the Mariners' dugout. Another RBI extra base hit for Mitch Hanniger. He stands in at second. It's 6-2 Mariners in the seventh. Followed by Ty France. The 0-1 pitch to France. Swing and a fly ball deep to left field. McCormick going back to the one. He tracked to the wall, running out of room. Goodbye baseball. Into the Astros' bullpen. Ty France with his third home run of the season. The Mariners have now scored four here in the bottom of the fifth and now lead the Astros 5-2. to two. They both did big-time damage. The Mariners win 7-2. Hanniger triples. He doubles. He drives in three. He scores a couple of times. France uh, hits the home run. He drives in three, scored a couple of runs, also walked along the way as those two did some big damage against the Astros. Mariners win 7-2. Let's get the reaction from Ty France. Just how much confidence do you have going to the plate knowing that Mitch is already on base? Yeah, no, um, like we've mentioned before, he's one of the best hitters in the league right now. And, you know, to have him on base, it just – he works great at bats, so um, – before I get into the box, I've seen pretty much everything the pitcher's thrown, um, which helps me out a lot. Um, but, yeah, just putting that pressure on the pitcher with someone on base, especially a guy like Mitch who can run, um, you know, it's it's nice for me. And, um, you know, guys don't want to pitch to Mitch, so hopefully they'll pitch to me. And, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're feeding off each other well right now. Are you surprised they went to the lefty there in that situation? I mean, I don't know his splits or anything like that, but, you know, a lot of times people won't bring in the lefty to face a righty. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what their game plan was there. Um, oh, I'm, I guess I'm thankful they did. But, um, yeah, I don't know the reasoning behind it, and, you know, it worked out in our favor. Ty, how, did, how big was it to come back uh, and have this type of offensive performance after last night against a really tough pitcher in Greinke? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Greinke, he had his A game last night, and, you know, I think well, we might have had one, two hits, um, so that's tough. But, you know, to come back today, uh, especially a, a day game, to bounce back the way we did, that was that was huge for our, our club. And, you know, hopefully we can keep that rolling. And here's Mitch Hanniger. Today, the triple, did you think Straw had a play on it initially, or did you know it was over his head? I, I didn't know. I knew I hit it well, and then, yeah, I was hoping it would get down, and luckily it did. How tricky was the sun out there in a few of those spots? We saw the sun ball that happened, but it looked like it was just maybe the only downside to having a sunny day in Seattle. Yeah, you know, the sun is always tough in the outfield on day games, especially when there's no clouds. And then, you know, as you get into the summer, there's some there's some tough days out there. So, um, yeah, got to have glasses and, and just try to do your best to, you know, use your glove to pull the ball out of the sun. And But sometimes, you know, it just can stay up there too long and there's not much you can do. What did you uh, think of the fans this weekend? It seems like uh, they were letting the Astros know that they were there or cheering for you guys. Uh, it sounded like there were a lot more than 9,000 stands. 
Oh yeah, it's been great. I mean, Seattle fans have always been great here. It's it's a great place to play, and they were definitely bringing the energy this weekend against the Astros, and it was cool. It's fun. It's, it's it's great. You know, even on the road, it's great to have fans back. Um, you can feel the energy, and, and it's fun to play in front of. Do you usually think a catcher's going to score from first on a double very often? No, I don't know. But Murph's got some sneaky speed. You know, guy works really hard. He's as fit as they come. So, um, yeah, he was digging for me. I appreciate it. Hey, Mitch, do you and Ty feed off of each other in some way? It's like you guys both come up with big hits and clusters. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're just similar approach. You know, swing a good pitch to try to hit the ball hard, keep it simple. Um, you know, he's having a great year and great hitter, and it's fun, you know, to have him behind me because I know I'm going to get good pitches to hit. Scott Service talked about that after the game. Awesome series. Uh, really, uh, uh, our guys, uh, you know, getting – Shut out last night by Grinky. I thought uh, really responded today. Uh, just really made Odorizzi throw a lot of pitches early in the ball game, and then eventually we were able to get to him. So uh, uh, nice series win. Like I said, uh, really driven by pitching. You know, today we gave up one hit. Today I looked up in the eighth inning. I'm like, gosh, you know, we had one hitter, and that was a ball that was in the sun uh, that that the Marmo wasn't able to to haul in. So uh, you know, a lot of good effort. Obviously, uh, you know, Marge coming out. Uh, after the fourth and Marge is fine, uh, you know, physically, um, the situation, you know, he, he hasn't been built up maybe as far as the other guys, he just started to feel a little bit and, uh, just fatigue. The ball was not coming out right at all in the fifth inning. And I, at that point, just kind of made a decision. Let's, let's go to LJ. LJ was fresh, did a great job and kind of started the, uh, you know, I, I believe we threw 16 for 16 first pitch strikes. Um, after LJ came in and the first guy walked. So pretty impressive. We talk about dominating the zone and, and getting ahead in the count. Can't do any better than that. And, and it played out, you know, as the game went on. Our pitchers were in control and nice day there. Obviously, offensively, again, you know, huge, huge double by, by Haney and France, the home run after it. So, uh, you know, again, those guys at the top uh, keep making it happen. But, you know, the guys at the bottom of the line of getting on base, you know, JP right in the middle of everything again today. So, um, excited about winning the series. Um, we got a nice little thing going here off to a decent start and the confidence continues to grow. So we'll see what happens here the next few days. Looking forward to that as well. Scott, is it fatigue, just overall fatigue with Margavicious or arm fatigue? What was it? Yeah, just, just arm, just arm fatigue. Just didn't feel right. And it, it didn't, you know, he looked a little tired. Uh, when he went out, his warm-up pitches that inning, I, sometimes I'll keep an eye on it and just didn't, didn't look right. Uh, how the ball was coming out. And after the first couple of pitches, it clearly, clearly it wasn't right. So, uh, you know, got checked out by the doctors. I think he's going to be okay. No issues medically. Uh, give him a couple of days off and then go from there. Hey, Scott, where we're sitting up here, it's uh, pretty cool. But did the heat maybe play into that at all? I don't know how warm it was out there. That is an unbelievable question. I took a heat question in Seattle. Washington on April 18th. That is phenomenal, Corey. I love it. <laughs> I have, I've never had to deal with that one. I don't know if I ever will. Um, I will not say it was heat related. Okay. Okay. Not. Awesome question though. Uh, that's so that day's come, Scott. That day is coming. Maybe not in April. <laughs> I know. I know. Scott, do you think he'll make his next turn, or you know, obviously you have I, I would anticipate that he will. Yes, uh, I would. I would anticipate that he will. But you know, if you think about Marge's buildup. You know, he's kind of on the starter's plan in spring training. Then, you know, we break or right at the end there. Now he kind of starts off in the bullpen. And then, you know, Pax goes down. We slide him back in. So it hasn't been the normal buildup with him. So uh, obviously we'll keep our eye on it very, very closely. But right now, 
I would expect that he'll be okay to make his next turn. Bullpen continues to roll as well. They were fabulous. LJ Newsom, his first win in the major leagues. He goes a couple. Sadler, Masevich, they go one. Montero, Steckenrider finish it off. A nice day for the pen. They go five. They didn't allow a hit, a run, just one walk and a handful of strikeouts. A one-hitter the Mariners threw at the Houston Astros. That's the first time the Mariners have done that against Houston. So they take two of three against the Astros. The L.A. Dodgers are coming to town. This is not going to be easy. Game one, Justice Sheffield will get the ball tonight. 7-10 first pitch. Dustin May will go for go for L.A. Game two, day baseball on Tuesday. The quick turnaround, 1-10 first pitch. Marco will get the ball. Julio Arias will go before the off day on Wednesday. Dodgers have had a pretty interesting year so far. As you can imagine, the defending World Series champions And they are off to a fabulous start this season. The Dodgers this year, they're just coming off of a thrilling series against the San Diego Padres. Right now, 13-3 to start things. They lost their game yesterday against San Diego, but they are plus 38 in the win differential so far. They are just playing really great baseball to start the season. And I guess what should be scary... For other teams, when you look at the Dodgers so far, it's not like everything has been perfect so far for L.A. Mookie Betts started uh, the year missing a few games, but he's back and he's playing well. Corey Seager, he's got it going as well. Justin Turner has been red hot throughout the season. Cody Bellinger, though, he will not be in the lineup. He's on the I.L. dealing with some injury. Unclear how long he's going to be out. Starting pitching has been dominant, as one might suspect Trevor Bauer pitching yesterday he's been great Clayton Kershaw has been excellent as well Walker Bueller has been outstanding Dustin Mays off to a great start and two starts 10 innings he's fanned 14 as ERA under two Urias three eight six ERA to start the season so far 15 punches in just over 18 innings of work so they've been really good back into the bullpen Jansen has had his up and downs the overall number is pretty good. Trinan has been really good as well. Canable is kind of back to his old self. So they're absolutely loaded. They're playing great baseball, and this is going to be a really tough two games. The Mariners will try and continue their role. Of course, the Mariners playing some great baseball as well as they win their 10th game yesterday against the Houston Astros. So Mariners and Dodgers coming up tonight. In the meantime, I'll hand things over to Shannon Dreher. A fun chat with Pete Woodworth, Mariners pitching coach. And they start the conversation with the Mariners closer, Rafael Montero. Very, very low, low heartbeat. Um, great thrower, great. Um, I mean, he's got a, a an, an arm like a rocket. A uh, guy can throw every day. Um, no situations too big for him. He's, he like we said, he's got a low pulse. Um, the stuff has been really good. Um, He's using his stuff really well. Um, he's got a really short memory, like nothing phases him, you know, um, made a lot of good pitches yesterday. The guy beats the shift. Um, he'll be back out there tonight with no recollection of what happened yesterday, which is what you want from, from pitchers and especially, you know, relief pitchers and, and back ends of games, um, you know, uh, you know, kind of have like amnesia. Uh, and it seems like Rafi's got that. Um, doesn't bring 
whether good or bad doesn't bring yesterday's outing into the next day. He's the same guy every day. Um, you know, he's been a great teammate. He's, he's always around. He's out there with the starters watching pins. Um, everything's been, been awesome with Monty. Before the season started, we asked who you were most excited to see in spring training and through spring training. And you said Kendall Graveman, and you were very excited for what could be coming his way this, this year. What have you seen so far? Uh, the, the first outing was absolutely electric. Um, and then these last two, um, shoot, did he throw a ball yesterday? He did throw a ball yesterday, but the outing in, in Minnesota, um, seven straight strikes. I, I think he threw two balls yesterday. Um, he's, he's found, uh, I don't know if he's found another gear, but he's, uh, he's definitely learning to become more aggressive and trusting his, his new plus stuff and challenging hitters. Um, these last two outings have been super efficient, super aggressive. Uh, and making guys swing the bats. Um, so still very excited to see, you know, there's still a lot left in there. Um, he's on day 12 of his, his journey, you know, of finding who, who he is out of the bullpen. Um, so far, so great. How is that process? I know in spring, Scott said that you guys were looking at him to throw that slider more and it's a newer slider. And as a starter, you know, I think we automatically assume that it was just going to be, well, 99 two seamer, 99 two seamer, 99 two seamer, but he doesn't have time to make sure that he has got that. He can't really kind of settle in with that. So he liked that he had that slider. How much of a process is it that you can't just take what you had as a starter and everything that he has done all along and Hey, we'd kind of like you to pitch this way. What, what did that look like? Um, it's an ongoing process. And I think that's with, with anybody who not just makes the transition from starter to reliever, but makes the transition in their, their stuff or evolving in the game. Um, you know, we saw it with Kikuchi last year with, with bigger and better stuff. Um, we're seeing it right now with Justin Dunn with, with bigger and better stuff. Um, so it's not exactly the, the starter to reliever. It's just, you've done something for so long. Um, it, it's, it's not just going to immediately flip to do something completely different than what got you to the big leagues, what gave you success or what you've been doing since you were seven years old. Um, but I'll give, I'll give, uh, credit to, to Kenny. Um, it was, I was probably like his third or fourth outing in spring training. Um, he just went all out and threw a bunch of sliders and changeups, and uh, and struck a, a ton of guys out. And it was it was kind of eye opening for for him for us. Like, okay, this guy can do this. Like, we knew analytically that this stuff can play really well. Then he went out there and just like believed in it, trusted it, put all his eggs in that basket, and said, you know what, it's spring training. I'll see what happens. And it worked. It worked really well. And I think from then on the confidence in those other pitches and how he can use them as a reliever uh, just continues to get better and better. And we've seen him use them more efficiently and effectively. So what is the next step for him? How does he get one more step closer to reliever and just kind of solid blocks? Um, I think when, when you think, um, you know, big time reliever, you think, you know, strikeouts, um, 
And like we said, Kenny has been born and raised and trained to pitch to contact and, and sink it and let guys hit ground balls. Um, he's taken the next step in having the aggression and, you know, getting to two strikes as quick as possible and dominating the zone. Um, the, the next step for him is, is being more aggressive in those two strike counts with his new swing and miss stuff, whether that's the slider or the changeup or the four seam. Um, it's kind of nice to have a bunch of options, um, but that's the next step for him, I think. Um, and he's, like I said, he's well on his way. Never really thought of that. He was pitched to contact. That's a huge change. A lot of guys were. I mean, not even that long ago. Five years ago, it was, you know, let him hit the ball. Let him hit the ball on the ground. Um, and everybody started hitting the ball in the air. Um, and the game has kind of changed a little bit. You mentioned out with the starters watching pins a year ago and two years ago, we saw the starters all watching each other's pins. And then this spring, Marco said, no, we're watching everything right now. How, how special is that to see that? It, it makes the, the bullpen kind of like our, our home away from home. You know, I don't want to say it's a party out there, but it's, it's where all those guys go to hang out. And yeah, it started with, with Marco Graveman in, in Taiwan made a big emphasis on it last year. Graveman and Middleton, Montero are always there. Um, they're not even throwing. They're just, they do their throwing program and they come out to the pin. They watch the other guys throw. We, you know, we shoot the breeze. We talk about last night's game. We talk about tonight's game. We talk about, you know, life, anything in general. Um, it's just kind of where they all get to be one unit. Um, starters and relievers are kind of two separate beings. So that's like our, our one time where we all get to come together and, and hang out. Um, I, I, I can't imagine doing it any other way now. So it was, it was very organic how it happened. Yeah. And what else do you have to do? <laughs> there used to be pool games and video games and a lot so. of gym and a lot of walking back and forth. <laughs> It's, it's where a lot of guys learn. Um, you know, it's where a lot of, like you said, organic conversation comes from, you know, but the relievers are in the bullpen when the other relievers pitching in the game or when the stars are pitching in the game. Um, this is the time where they get to kind of see each other up close and ask some questions and kind of see how guys operate and see where they're using their stuff, see what they're working on. Um, you know, there's been a handful of times where guys are asking for, you know, I think yesterday Marco was working on the uh, Zach Greinke 45 mile an hour pitch. Um, we had a couple guys jump in there and, and see how slow they can throw a strike. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's the kind of the best part of our day before the game starts. That's outstanding. It's kind of turned into the clubhouse then kind of the outdoor clubhouse. Yeah, there you go. Hey, it was pretty cool. I did um, a roundtable the other day, and Graveman told me in spring training, he gave me his kind of philosophy that he said he talked to the pitchers about, you know, it was really important that the starters get their innings and that the defense is helping them. So get your innings, and that helps the bullpen down the road because you don't have to go to them as early, and that helps everybody. I interviewed Taylor Trammell a couple of days ago, and he was talking about how after game one, when he made that catch, so many of the veterans came up to him and said, because he didn't get his first hit or anything, but he made the catch. He said, I had no idea how important that was. Mm -hmm. And he said, so many of the veterans came up to him and said, you know, that saved Marco pitches. And he said, Graveman was one of the ones who came up and basically repeated to me what Graveman had told me in spring training. And 
it was really, you don't usually hear that over on the position side. It was really, really cool. Yeah. It's, it's awesome when those guys hit and, you know, driving runs. Um, but like Mitch's catch yesterday, Mitch's catch earlier in the season um, with Masevich on a blooper, Jake Fraley's diving catch that he did pull his hamstring on saved us from going, bringing in another reliever in the middle of an inning. Um, and we were pretty thin that day. Like, these guys have no idea how huge their defense plays a role in our pitching process, in our bullpen usage. You know, it's just another play to them, but uh, it's so huge. I mean, the, the list goes on and on, but uh, most of the time I'm more excited when those guys make plays than, uh, than the three-run homers. Lastly, and you just – you talked about it. It's, it's pitching and defense, and, you know, if you guys – can hold up your end that that helps out everybody and I think that they're they're kind of leaning on you a little bit with what you have particularly with the starters I remember last year there was a point where you guys kind of gathered back in and said guys got to throw strikes and I don't know what you guys did or what you guys said but there there was a turning point how do you continue to emphasize that and how do the players react to that it's it's good to have a, a core group of who was here last year and they know that that is what makes us tick. Um, and that's really, that's the game of baseball. You can look back to any game. It's, it's who won counts, you know, uh, again, like it doesn't matter the stuff who who's getting ahead in the count. Um, and you can look back to a couple of bats, whether you won those or lost them. And that was kind of the game. Yeah. The, the turning point last year, we've just kind of continued pounding that message. And that's been like the, the son of our universe. You know, there, there is a lot of moving parts. There is a lot of things that we hold to a high standard, but that is the number one thing. That is what is is measured, tracked, and posted every day, um, and that's not going to stop. You know, Trent always talks about, like, you can evaluate an, an outing or an at-bat, and the first place you start is um, that's where you start. You know, are we winning counts? Are we getting ahead? Are we winning the one-ones? Are we dominating the zone? If you check that box, then you move on to the next, you know. Was that the right pitch to use? <sighs> yes or no. Check that box. Was it the right location? There's your there's your kind of three measurements. But it starts with the count. And like I said, that's kind of the center of our of our universe right now and should be for the remainder of the season and until this game really changes. As Woodworth points out, we've seen that and some potentially exciting news with the rotation in particular. We haven't quite seen their best early on. There's room for better consistency and no reason to believe they can't head in that direction.